Welcome inside the Legends Lounge, where baseball VIPs are hanging out and talking about their life in the game. Oh, we're not trying to break any news here unless someone wants to, but D Gordon is our guest and technically he could be playing for a ball club right. again in 2023. So we'll like dance around it and, you <laughs> and know, kind of throw it out you. there if he wants it. But I, I kind of got the idea anyway from speaking to D just in general this off season, like he's open to playing. Oh, come on now. And yeah. It just has to be the right situation, of course, too, when you're a veteran like that. You're not, you know how it is. When you get to yeah. that point, you know, you made good right. money. He had a, he's had a really strong run. He's not just going to go anywhere, any price, any time, I think. But, but also, you know, and I'm looking forward to talking to D. Gordon because uh, just his, his career has been fantastic. His upbringing, um, he's a dynamic, very well versed uh, human being. So we're, we're really, really looking forward to talking to D. But, as you said, listen, what is he, 30, I think he's 34, 33, 34. So we're looking at a kid, a guy that that still has the legs, still has the body. So those type of players, man, those those extra, you know, guys off the bench or, 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 or you know, starting, you know, more regularly than not, uh, teams will be looking for a guy like that. And I, I have a feeling he will be at a park, a ballpark near you. A lot of perspective for him on his journey, and yes. he's a really chill guy. You know, it's a fun conversation. So I, I too, am looking forward Florida to this guy. one. We're pretty much the now. same age, yeah, Florida yeah. guy, and he's he's got some projects he's working on. That's yeah, our bread and was. butter here. We're That's our bread and butter in the Legends Lounge. You know that. Oh, uh, <laughs> hey, if you've got something going what, on, what outside, are you doing now, know. baby? Exactly. <laughs> so let's bring him in. He's probably already here because he just. Is so freaking fast in life. You probably snuck right by us. Let's bring yeah. D. Gordon into the lounge. Speed. We are bringing in a two-time All-Star with over a decade of big league experience most recently this past season actually with the washington nationals he's got a gold glover silver slugger award on his mantle 330 stolen bases in the 2010s just that time period the 2010s that was tops of any player Oof. in the decade super athletic genetics we star basketball you. player i've talked to him about that in the past too and he picked <laughs> up baseball pretty late his dad tom played in the bigs oh knows him half brother big leaguer He's got some interesting business ventures that he's part of, too. So let's get into it all right now with D. Strange Gordon. D, how's life? Welcome aboard, baby. Do we need to add a nickname to what's on your resume based on what's going on sometimes (laughs) off the field? And I mean that in a good and entertaining way. (laughs) Most definitely. Uh, First of all, before I get into the big part of it, uh, 2021, me and my uncle, uh, started a house building big business down in our hometown uh, that goes by D&D Property Group. Uh, we built one home within hopes of building five, you know, just to uplift our community, put some more revenue into our community. I ended up going home and getting a contract with the USDA to build 12 in two years. Wow. So we were wow. doing that That's through awesome. the USDA. Uh, if anybody see this video, and if you're in a rural area in Central Florida, you can uh, hit up Dean Wallace. You need a 640 credit score and a job, and you can get you can apply to uh, 
for us to build your home through the USDA where you will own it and have a $700 a month mortgage instead of rent. Ooh, wow, that's dramatic. Uh, and, yeah. and again, this is something that, um, you know, uh, an athlete can give back this way. You know, I, I, I remember I work done doing, you know, being here in Tampa and knowing, you know, work done as well as I did. And then he went up to Atlanta and he's done some great, great things uh, with the, uh, you know, unprivileged people and building homes for them. So uh, where did you uh, kind of come up with the concept and, and, and what I actually made got you it from it? the war. So going into 2020, I was going to work with the war done charity. Amen. Time. But it actually fell through and, Honestly, my uncle wanted to get in the building and I wanted to build homes for my hometown. So it just made more sense for us to go into partnership. And then we we're blessed enough to get the, the USDA contract. And right now we have three homes up and running right now, uh, building that we're building as we speak. That's incredible, D. I love that. And also, yeah, I mean, good stuff. Uh, paying a mortgage for 700 bucks. Yeah, versus a rent that's, a that's probably deal. much more. That sounds like a, yeah. a better deal for some people that need it to me. Because then, of course, oh, you, yeah. you own the place. Well, we go buy the land. We purchase the land. We build a house. And then we get paid back through the USDA. And the people have a mortgage through the USDA for 33 years. That's incredible. Amazing. And I know that takes a lot of work to put together, too. So let's add that to what else you've got going on <laughs> off the field. We'll get into a few things on the field, of course, too. But... I mean, we like to really get into it in terms of what you like to do off the field and also what you're thinking about as, I mean, let's be real, like, and we'll get to that. I mean, your playing career, it's you're, you're later in your playing career, however you want to say that, right? You're not playing. I think I'm safe to say D, D Strange Gordon's not playing 10, 15 more years in the bigs. You no. could surprise me, but yeah. Okay. Good. No, I'm not trying to surprise you. I'm not Tom Brady. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know when to when to work on all of the other cool things you've got going on. So why don't why don't you list them for us? What what else what else are you working on? Or give us the important stuff that we should know. Uh, I also have a forty acre farm uh, in Central Florida that I'm doing hydroponic lettuce out of. Uh, I'm working with three Advent Health in my area um, to bring some fresh produce to my area and things like that. So that's something we're doing right now. Uh, also, for baseball purposes, to be ready for next year, be ready for spring training. I also have a baseball field built on my farm as well, where I can hit live, take ground balls and everything. So uh, I got a few things going on out there. Um, like I said, just trying to stay ready, but also be helping to my community as well. Uh, you just this last weekend, Saturday, me and my business partner through D&D Properties, he had a give back where he cooked some of the best barbecue you'll have. He sat there and cooked it for the whole community, fed the whole community. Uh, on Monday, I had a turkey drive at the Boys and Girls Club that I grew up in and played at uh, for the kids. We gave away, uh, I want to say 15 nature, like uh, – 500 families were fed down there in my hometown. And just yesterday we did, we sponsored Fida Palooza right there in Tampa at Raymond J Stadium. We did 100,000 pounds of food for more than 150, uh, for 1,500 families. 
and we gave out about 100 and plus gas cards. Yeah, so, no, I heard about lot. that one. Oh man, 40 yeah. acres. So it basically follow the yellow D road in that place <laughs> over there. Uh, field, of D, field of dreams. Field yeah, of D dreams. Field there too. Man, how about that? No, that's that's outstanding and smart, by the way. Um, you Thank know, you, uh, because you're, you're thinking not only post baseball, but also in the moment, you know, you're doing things that also accentuate and help communities, help other people. So it's not just a personal game. Hey, I'm going to build my empire, but it's what it should be, man, because, uh, and I, I know, you know, I know enough of you D that you appreciate and you're humbled by the opportunity that you were given uh, to play this great game and, and have the attributes that you had. So maybe talk a little bit about, you know, coming up and, and growing up uh, and, and following technically in the footsteps, but I would say more hitting and running than dad, you know, who was, you know, throwing nasty fastballs and curveballs that I had to fight off back in the day. <laughs> uh, man, it was just, you know, my uncles played too. So uh, my uncles actually put the bat in my hand first. I tried to make me hit right-handed, and my uncles were like, no, nah, I think you hit left-handed, and I could. that's why I hit left-handed. Uh, I got three uncle, two uncles who played professionally as well, and, you know, them with my dad, they just, they put us in baseball. They put us around baseball. We knew what what is the thing that you could get you paid was baseball. Cause I was a base, I was a basketball player up until graduation day. I was going to play basketball, and my dad said, uh, "Nah, you got to go play baseball." <laughs> my dad did the exact same thing, homie. The exact that my <laughs> Cuban dad, who's five foot ten, and I'm six four. I took after my mom's side. And he looked at me and goes, nah, you got to play baseball. That one is where the longevity is going to be. Thank God. We, I think we chose. I, I mean, and I, we we probably both loved basketball. I know I love basketball practice. My too. dad had to pull me out of basketball practice numerous times. He would show up at the gym with my cleats, and, and he would look in in high school and go, oye, ven para acá. In Spanish, <laughs> I would have to leave fast, you know, because they cross over, right. right? You know, the practices and right. the game, yeah. man. And my coach would look and he would go, All right, get out of here. And I had to put my cleats on and go down the street yeah. to my baseball practice. I mean, yeah. how was it for you as far as the crossover yeah. and what sport you like, you know, better as far as like 11, 12, 13, and, and on in your teenage years? Well, at first, to be honest, my dad and them really didn't bother me going until they said that they let me play. Uh, my dad and them was at every basketball game. Uh, I played baseball, but like they they knew where my heart was. So after that, they kind of had to be like kind of stern on me because I went to college after that to play baseball. So while I'm over at my college. I was missing baseball practice to go play basketball. <laughs> so, oh jeez! Yeah, that yeah, my dad. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, he caught wind of it and. He was in spring training one day in Clearwater, and I'm just missing baseball practice because I'm 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 at the back, I'm at the gym, and the gym doors open and it's my dad. I'm like, what is he doing here? Scary. <laughs> yeah, and he pops up. He's like, come here. I was like, what's up? He's like, you been missing baseball practice to be at the gym? I was like, oh man, they done told you. So <laughs> that was yeah. He's like. He wouldn't let me touch a basketball for a little while. I had to, like, go off in the pro ball before I could touch a, pro, a basketball around. 
That's funny. How, how do, I mean, it's cool because both of you have such a similar storyline at that one point. I mean, so many people work their whole lives, like starting when they're really young. And you guys played baseball to an extent. But the fact that you guys were able to focus and even make another sport the top priority and then transition to baseball, do you think that that is possible for most or there's some... I mean, and, and I'm saying most that are like capable of, of making it to the pros and are, are supreme athletes, which clearly you guys both are, or for most people, it's like, hey, you better pick this up and be more serious about it early. I just, for some reason, had this natural gift where I was able to pick something up at a much later age. And this works for other sports too, D. Like we've, I'm sure you've seen, and I'm sure you're still a, a hoops fan. Yeah. Like sometimes you'll get a story where they're like, this guy didn't pick up a basketball until he was 15. And I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. And also he's like seven, four, but most people I would advise to pick up a basketball at like right. five, the latest. <laughs> right. Right. Um, To be totally honest with you. I, I don't know. Big O can speak for this too. I think I love baseball more because I didn't really care for it back then. You know what I'm saying? Like I love something more. So it's like like my brother. My brothers played baseball since he was three. Right. People like that, I say all the time, kind of get burnt out by 25, 26. Like you've been doing one thing for 22 years. Like, and right. what is it to say you're not even in the big leagues? You're in the minor leagues. You see what I'm Great saying? Like point. that could burn you out. Like. Where me, I'm going through the minor leagues like, oh, snap. This is what I could be in college right now, but I'm still – I could be playing college basketball, but I'm in double A. Like, yep. you see what I'm saying? Like, I have a – I had a different appreciation for it. Me being in the big leagues, I was the same age as a college senior in the major leagues as a rookie. So, I'm like, I think I did the right thing, but it was <laughs> – it was – it was a different experience because baseball was never my life. You know what right. I'm saying? Like I just played baseball because I was really good at it. Like I was for my dad had to force me to play. He told me he was gonna give me a car. That's how I started playing baseball. <laughs> like organized baseball. So, so like for me, I'm like glad he did. I mean, did he get something good? Of course, you are glad he did too because you realized and yeah. you reached. A pinnacles i mean and i'm gonna get that in a minute because I, I mean there's one stat that people i think don't realize that this guy achieved that goes back to one guy by the name of jackie robinson that's how good this guy got you know what i mean and and, and that is to be able to lead the league in in stolen bases and also lead the league in batting average uh it hadn't been done in 2015 he did that it, since jackie robinson so i mean how many great players in between that now, here's the thing, though, and I'll compare it, and it's a great point you made, because for me, here was the thing. I loved basketball, and I was really good in basketball. I had high school, you know, I had college scholarships in basketball and, of course, in baseball. But basketball, I had less pressure in. See, and I think our, yeah. tie, our tie is that you had dad, Flash Gordon, Tom Flash Gordon, all-star pitcher, closer, you know, great career. Your uncles played at a high level, too baseball for me i had cuba i mean what's the one sport that my dad was like i don't understand this basketball 
I know you right. good. I know you good, <laughs> but I, I know baseball, right? right? So it was the and then I grew up in Miami around. Let's see, let's see who were my my guys around me when I grew up there. Oh, uh, Jose Canseco, um, uh, Rafael Palmero, Danny Tartable, uh, Nick Asaski. I mean, you know, Jeff Gray. It was massive pressure around. You know, All Star games were stupid. Right. So right. when I played basketball. I felt free, man. I was just dunking and jumping and running around. And, I, you know, I wanted to be, this is my thing. I wanted to be the first Cuban in the NBA, dog. The first Ain't Cuban in the wrong. NBA. <laughs> and how cool would that have been? There was that no way I was going to make it. I wasn't that good. But did you find that that sport was freer for you? And then you had all this pressure of having the name Gordon, you know, from dad to uncles about being on that diamond. Nah, <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay, good. At all. So for me, it was like I already knew I was good in baseball. Everybody already knew I was good in baseball. I just didn't play. I didn't care to play. <laughs> right. So <laughs> That's funny. And the reason, number one, was because we're from a small town, 5,000 people. But when it was – 7.30, time for me to play basketball, the whole town was in there. Yo. The girls was in there. I'm on record for saying something of this sort. I'm going to say the exact quote, but I'm going to get around it right now. Like, it was full of people. Every time. If we go play baseball, there's literally nobody there. Yeah. It's 3.30 in the afternoon. No, we played 7.30 games. You played night games too? Okay. okay. We played night games. We had a really nice, beautiful baseball stadium. It's still With beautiful lights today. the whole thing. Okay. With lights and the whole thing. Very beautiful. But nobody showed up. I played basketball because it was girls there at the games. And it was <laughs> yeah. Fun. yeah. It's like, like Friday night lights with football. Yeah. Right, right, but right. But right, it was right. three times a week. Yes, sir. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. Monday, yeah. Tuesday, and it was like talked two, about the next day. Right, it was talked about Tuesday, the next day. Thursday, Friday, Nobody talked about you, you stole four bases. <laughs> no, no one cared. No that's a good point. So that's a good that's point. why. I was like, why am I playing this when I got all these girls? I got, we go <laughs> these places. Like, literally, because that's how good I was. Like, it was, it was fun or the, it was more fun to play basketball. Yes. Basketball is a better crowd. Baseball might have more people there, but baseball can't sit courtside. <laughs> like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You, you the closest it comes to it is spring training when you get that Right. That's people. the closest but they that's get into that gate. Right? That's it. Yeah. And you're not like baseball got different rules. Like, you're not allowed to, like, celebrate too much and all that <laughs> stuff. Like, Man, yeah. that's a good like, point. You know All right, you, you like, got me. You got me there. Yeah, you got me, Scott. That was the reason for me because I'm young. I'm young. I just got out of high school. What? What? Sixteen years 18. ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and years. from that time, I've been playing baseball, professional baseball, for literally fourteen of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I love it because I got to enjoy myself. <laughs> Scotty B. All I know is that I, I, I here's what's going on right now. He has eligibility to play college basketball. That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah, He's still there. He's amateur listen, eligibility. Listen, we had Peter, we had Peter Palooza yesterday at USF Health Day. 
That's the first thing I tell the HR person. Like, hey, yo, you HR athletics. I got three years, I just said. Listen, 2000, 2012, I broke my finger, right? And we traded for Hanley Ramirez on the Dodgers. It was nowhere for me to play 12 or 13, pretty much, right? I literally, before the 2014 season, I was going to enroll and go play for college basketball for my college, my uh, AAU coach. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What, where's that? What school? Uh, where he was? Where was he? This was what, was it in Florida? Yeah, it was in Florida. Dang, where was he? At? Was it D one? Was it like a UCF yeah? It was a Division USF one. Yeah, or, uh... like a like a FG. It was FG. Was it FGCU? No. Uh, yeah, FGCU. Oh, Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. Was it FGCU? FGCU. That's. That's near uh, at FGCU now. I might, I don't know. See, that's like eight years ago. Dang. Right. But you were serious. Yeah, I was dead serious. I wasn't going to spring training in 2013. Like, wow. I had already seen the writing on the wall. I was like, this is dumb. And two years later, you, you, yeah. you what? You're a mass, I was, I, I thought 205 hits, what? 205 uh, hits. Well, three years, yeah, two years later, but the year before that, I mean, oh, you were thinking in 2012. So, three by yeah. three years later, you're thinking about that three years later, you're Wait, yeah. leading the league in stolen bases. But see, in 14, here's the thing like, I had every right to do this because we just signed a Cuban guy off a freaking YouTube video. We all seen a YouTube video, we signed a Cuban kid for 30 million dollars off a YouTube video. I was like, yo, I'm really not gonna get to play. <laughs> <laughs> so you were gonna leave the game though, D? I mean, and, yeah. and peace and, out. And wait, what changed? Did you did, did Dad come with the cleats again? Did he come with uh, the cleats <laughs> or with a Franklin, with a cool car? Gene, I taught a Gene Kreins and Franklin Stubbs. And when Franklin. Gene Kreins got done cussing me out, God bless his soul, he died earlier this year. I miss yeah. you, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, when he got done cussing me out, <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. That whole spring was bad, though. Like, I was getting in trouble every day because I wouldn't talk. Or <laughs> it, was, it was like, it was a terrible time <laughs> that whole year. <laughs> but well, it's fun it to look back out. on because, I mean, look, if you had left, you might have had yeah. a fun run at school, but yeah. life would be yeah, very was, different. Yeah, so like literally that same year, 2013, all that happened. Send me to AAA. I'm balling in AAA. I'm hitting like 400. <laughs> like, and so they call me up. I don't hardly get a play. So then I get sent back down. And I'm not going to say like no names because I love these people. And it's just part of the story. Uh, Like it wasn't nobody who was like willing to help. It's like, they were saying they needed me to do stuff, but there wasn't nobody willing to show me because our payroll was so big now. Mm -hmm. I was like, like the lowest of the lowest of the total pole. So I was like, I went down to AAA because it just literally, they're like, we send you AAA, it ain't no at-bats for you. And I was like, all right. And they're like, listen, I'll go down there messing up and acting up. I was like, all right. So I went down and I told Franklin stuff and they knew to send Gene Klein's. They Gene Klein's beat me to the triple A No when they when they yeah. heard they were they were yeah. sending you down, Gene Klein yeah. went there first. Yeah, he already went. <laughs> so he, he he comes down and so I'm pissed, of course, and I go, look, 
You don't like how I hit. Teach me how to hit. So they'll leave me alone and I can just teach myself. And that year we worked, I watched people go past me in AAA, get caught up. Cause my, my number really went from 399 to 269 because I was learning. I was working on something during the season. So then I ended up getting called back up because I got I had like a 20-something game hit streak, something crazy. So they called me back up. And then from that moment on, I hadn't made it back to the minor leagues. So it worked. But – it was part of the story. That's incredible. Otherwise, he's in the final four, oh, with FGCU. What did they call it? Either Dark yeah, City. That was around City. that time. That was around remember that time. Were, uh, yeah. It was the uh and I don't even remember the name. It, it was it feels so that, long ago, but they were they had that little run where they were they were yeah. sick. Yeah. Um, that's that's incredible. I mean, those th- it happens really frequently and and D, you're also just at a point in life to be able to, you know, cause sometimes like everything's going so fast in your twenties, but then even in your thirties, you can really reflect more and think about the moments that changed everything. And that's up there because yeah, you might be one of the only MLB players all time that almost left when you were already up in the bigs at one point, and you're in triple A and there's a lot of, of course, career and potential there. And you almost left to play college basketball. I don't know if anybody else has ever had a story like that. Oh, what do you think? I don't I no, know. You've never no, not, not. I mean, there was guys that were playing pro ball and were playing another sport and still yeah. in college, but not to leave, you know, the, the, the professional, especially basically right there in the precipice of being a, a major league or regular and not hoops either oh because i mean yeah we've got yeah. we've talked we've talked on this show one. to some two sports stars like obviously yep. brian jordan stud and you know bo jackson we all know but i mean nobody played hoops <laughs> no no uh that's uh that, that's a tough uh double sport scenario because of the fact that they cross over a lot and mm-hmm. and it's hard to, to to you know to be oh believe me i believe world. i was late for baseball every year Right, right, sure, and didn't care. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, did not care. Right. Literally well, there's a care. sexiness problem though, and this is good because you know, D, this always comes up with MLB. They're like, how do we get kids to play? How do we get? And this, it's like a funnel basically. So they they start where they know, which is at the league level, and they go, hey, we need younger fans watching this game which they're working on with some rule tweaks and also like you said i mean hey look back even 10 years now there's a lot more celebrating and and fun and even just like in in terms of what guys are are doing when they hit a homer what they're wearing there is a lot more it's it's at least going in the right direction but then what they try and do is they try and go backwards and they go okay like are enough people playing the sport and actually the youth level um is at least sounds like it's getting better. There's an inner there's a an inner city conversation though where it's it hasn't been great for a while for a number of reasons from college scholarships to how much it costs just in general to play baseball. Mm-hmm. You've heard all of this before, but yeah. here's one thing that I had not heard before and had not thought about, but it makes complete sense and what you brought up because I played high school basketball up in Jersey and you two are from Florida, but and I'm basically the same age as you. Um, the same thing occurred when I was playing. In high school, I played high school basketball and that was the show that was all the <laughs> right. students going student section full 
talking about it the next day. Football had it to an extent, not as big as yeah. like say Texas football and, and even Florida yeah. football, but basketball was the sport. And some of my friends that played baseball played in college, actually a couple played in the minor leagues um, that were from my high school. But when they played, no one was at their games and they did a, a play day games. Um, there were maybe just a few night games. So there was a, a sexiness component of it not being it at school. Like if someone was really good, it was still like cool. And yeah, they, uh, you know, there might be um, talk about them. Hey, this person's going to go play at whatever, whatever school, but it, you weren't going, to, they weren't going to the games consistently. So I don't, I don't know how you, do you have any ideas? Like, how do you flip that for for baseball to make it cooler at because like we're talking about youth level okay but like now let's jack it up to to high school which is still youth but it's it's teen level mm. i play i play baseball and i love baseball but i hate watching baseball i hear and, you and why is that <laughs> it's it's i'd much rather play Whoa. than watch <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if I wasn't in it and like had something to do while the pitcher was taking it, like, bro, base. here it goes. <laughs> like, you'd be like, man, like, speed like, bro, this like, thing up. We, we, we literally, we literally used to play our rival during school hours for basketball. Meaning that if we're on the, at home, our whole faculty and students are in the gym. Watching us play our our rival, and only people can be there is their parents. And mm. likewise, when we go to their place, so I'm used to that. And then you go to the baseball game, you like, like crickets. <laughs> like, like I don't know, I don't know what you can do because, like, like it's tough. pitch clock in high school. Are you a pitch clock guy, D? Because I will say this. Okay. I'm big on it because I've been calling games like Arizona Fall League, Triple right. A, whatever. We'll do like all-star games. And right. every time I've called them, it is so much better because what happened, that's not how the game like formed back in the day, right? Like what players do is they're really good at taking advantage of everything they can take advantage of. So certain players were like, Hey, if I pitchers are like, Hey, if I can take a few extra breaths, I can throw harder hitters are like, Hey, if I can think a little more, at least for some of them, although I think some of them overthink they're like, I can, I can perform better. Who, who does that hurt? That hurts the, fan, the, person the fans. It's too, it's too slow <laughs> right. between action, yeah. which has been a topic yeah. for a long time. So I'm wondering if the pitch clock thing works out in MLB, which I guarantee you, it will, it will for the fans, whatever players adjust. It's not that big of a deal. Players, players adjust. are going to be so crybabies about that. Of course. Initially, initially, but, <laughs> initially, but then they, it's you're fine. Right, but they'll adjust. They'll but, adjust. but wait, here's the idea. Then you take it. Cause I'm pretty sure high school basketball did this and not in every state, but many states. Here was the worst part of high school basketball for, for when I played, you get to the end of the game. We're down five. They're playing keep away. I'm like, fuck that. That is not right. basketball. Yeah, and some of these right. teams like had plays designed because we yes. didn't have a shot clock. Shot now clock. most yes. states have a shot clock. So yep. same right. thing. If the pitch clock's popping, bring it to high school. It'll at least make that because hey, they're not as good. So it's even worse when you're watching it at that level. We need to bring the shot clock to high school baseball. And maybe you have other ideas, but if we're gonna speed things up, it's it's a worse product when you're watching high school versus MLB. They're not as good. So if you want more people to at least enjoy the viewing experience, 
speed it up. And it's not little league, like it's high school. They should be able to adjust the same way too. And if you teach everyone to work that way, it's a better product. Pitchers actually are in a better rhythm. I know you're going to say this. How annoying is it for the pitchers that go 30 plus seconds between pitches rather than the guy that goes on the mound and it's just in a flow, you play better defense that way. Oh my gosh. Give me that guy. I remember, uh, Edison Volquez, he was notorious for being slow on the mound. Mm-hmm. Volquez mm-hmm. actually got fast one day. He threw the nastiest no-hitter I ever seen. I was like, no, bro, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like, even with the, the, the high school baseball team, my little brother was the number one high school baseball player in the country for, like, two years in a row. He won the Jackie Robinson Award, the, the Gatorade Award, National Player of the Year, Florida, all that. My brother was the best high school baseball player I ever seen. And nobody still came to his games. LeBron's on TV at 15. And right. this is Nick, right? Yeah. yeah. And and no one no one knows Nick besides our world. So and that right. yeah, that's gotta change. It, it's and, and and here's the deal. Here's the deal. And I've said it before, you and I have talked about it, Scotty B. Ever since, you know, ESPN came about in the 80s and just, you know, just drowned us uh, positively with 24-7 sports, predominantly college and NFL football. Every day, reporting, reporting. If you really notice, that's when the black player migrated from baseball over to football. And football just became sexier and became notarized. And rappers and rock stars, don't want to be baseball players or soccer players. <laughs> Maybe in Europe they do want to. They want to be NBA players or football players, and it just became marketable. And baseball stayed kind of trudging along, and it lost a lot of black um, African American players. Never lost the Latinos because they're just that's what they're playing in the Caribbean and in the South America. Right. There, but but wouldn't you say D that a lot of the black players then just turned their heads to either NBA and the sexiness after Michael came. Well, well hold on, hold on. Or You're NFL. Right. You're right. But I do think a lot of us turned away from it because, okay, so you had – they just tried to – they just put the Major League Baseball players draft on TV, mm-hmm. right? And let's be honest. Out of those first round, it was 30 – what, 32 first-round picks? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In that range, because they have all weird, you know, supplements. Right. Yeah, I mean, in, yeah, in that range. Yeah. 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 You're not even sure how many of those guys gonna make it to the major leagues. You had the NFL and the NBA draft. They're in the league that day. That you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So people have common sense to know now that you can literally. My brother, he took him. It took I got drafted in the fourth round. It took me three years to the day I got drafted. My brother played in the minor leagues for seven years. He was drafted fifth overall. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if you follow Nick, you're gonna get fatigued because you're like, when's he coming up? But how do you that part? And I totally agree. D, that part's tough because it's not gonna. Right. That part can't change. Like, you can't bring guys straight to the show. They won't you're be right. ready. It won't be ready. So, like, that's one of the biggest parts of it. You get drafted, and then no one hears about you. Baseball America, cool, but you're not on ESPN doing no minor league. There's one minor leaguer a generation that gets to be on. Mike Trout wasn't even on on no. ESPN as a minor leaguer. 
Now, Bryce maybe Harper, they, Manny Machado, yeah. Maybe there's more they, showcases for, like, I mean, I call the Futures game. I, I broadcast that play-by-play, play, and, and it's awesome. Maybe there's ways to do that, and it's incentivized, and it's part of, you know, closer to the All-Star game. Well, I mean, it, it is. I'm, I'm saying it's close in proximity, and it's played at the same time, but, like, maybe there's closer ties to it or, you know, a derby where you bring – um, maybe in the home run derby, like you bring two guys in there and they literally get to compete for the million bucks, just like the rest, you know, I don't know. There's ways like that Something. to at least promote the like, prospect. You gotta, you gotta know the prospect. Like you don't even know the, pro- we know the prospect. Yes. I'm going to totally be honest with you. I don't even know the prospect no more. <laughs> right. There's too many. You know what I'm saying? It's too many. Like too many, buddy. Yeah. I, Bro, it's not going to change, 30. though, guys. I'm, 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 you're thinking of ideas. I, you can speed the game up. I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. It's not going to change. Remember this. Remember this. All that you were talking about, D, was the case in the 60s and the 70s. You could get drafted in the NFL and go straight to the NFL. You were out of Stanford. You were out of Notre Dame in 1975. You get drafted in baseball. You were going to go to the minor leagues. What changed from the seventies is that the markability markability of the sport became super sexy when 24 seven ESPN came on and subsequently other stations later on, much later on, if you really think about it, it was ESPN for a good decade. Right. And they blew up that gladiator sport that is basketball football. And even to some degree basketball, because they don't play every day. So you can build it up and have, you know, shock radio talking about it. You can't do that with baseball. That's why also you got to admit the baseball is one of the hardest games in the world. And especially the, the hitting part, I want to say, and I, I'm, I'm biased, but anybody that tells you, man, that hitting a baseball when it's moving and spinning and you. dipping it is an incredible thing to do. And I'm a hundred percent. You have to develop a guy. Uh, the only guys that I see that come out at, at 21 out of college or 22 after their junior, senior year, are the upper echelon guys can jump in quickly. Other than that, you, you can't do that like you could do in the other sports, man. It's just not, right. not made. And that'd that. be disheartening because, like, like say, like, you get your signing bonus. And then you say you in the minor leagues for five years. You might spend that all being oh, in no the doubt. minor leagues. It's, it's you see what cr- I'm it's saying? difficult. The, the craziest – so when I realized, like, I was in my rookie ball year. And I had a teammate, and I won't say his name, one of my close friends on the team. He go, man, this suck. And I go, what? What do you think? He said, man, when I was at UT, we fly everywhere. We got sleeper <laughs> buses. I'm not playing at a worse ballpark now than I played in in college. We got chicken wire on the on the minor league. <laughs> right, right, right. the dugout. In the Miley Stadium, and he's looking at me like this sucks, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm living a dream, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm taking, oh, that's chicken wire, that's dope. And he like this sucks. I'm like, dude, I have not played that much baseball. Because <laughs> <laughs> he felt like he went backwards, and that's uh, why some I, guys I do go to school, right? Because they're like, hey, I'm gonna go to school. If you go to a top-notch school for baseball. The programs are legit. They pour a lot of money into it. So some yes, will sir. be like, you know what? If it's going to take me five years from now, I'd rather do two or three of them at Vanderbilt and then come in and hopefully only have to do two-ish in the bigs and fly through if I'm really good and I'm able to do that. But that makes sense. I mean, that's 
that's part of how the bigs are unique and just baseball is unique because of minor league yeah. baseball. I mean, obviously minor league baseball is, it has to be there, but they not every team is going to be rich. Be there, One million percent. <laughs> right. Yeah. There. Right. You it have to, to play minor league baseball. Ain't no way. I just told you my little brother was the best baseball player I ever seen in high school ever. It's and crazy, he bro. needed the minor league. The big leagues were still hard when he got there. You see what I'm saying? Like, yes. you yep. need the minor league. You, there's no way around it. Uh, yeah, there's, 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 there, there's just very few Dave Winfields. You know what I mean? That <laughs> just go straight to the bigs and and dominate at that level. Uh, there's just very few. Hey, uh, speaking of dominating, I do want to go back and you mentioned your little brother winning the Jackie Robinson award. That 2015 year, man, 333, 58 stolen base, led the league, 205 hits. And you did something that hadn't been done since 1949, which was by the great and one and only uh, Jackie Robinson. Now, how did that, you know, obviously a lot of validation there because you just told us the story about Gene Klein coming down and changing your approach, which was pretty damn good to begin with. But now they wanted you to change it. You did change it and you mastered it. How did that feel and them being tied to the great Jackie Robinson? I mean, it felt good. Uh, honestly and truly, I had no clue that I was even – it was possible. It was actually going through like a rough stretch, like hitting the ball good, getting out. Like, little, you know how the game goes. And uh, our manager at the time, Dan Jennings, calls me to his office. He's like, look at me like, hey, uh, you see that jersey? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm like, yeah, the Jackie jersey. I'm like, what? what's up? He said – um, you know you the, you can be the first person since him to lead the league in uh, batting average and stolen base. I was like, for real? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, well, let's get it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how we did it. <laughs> DJ's a good dude, man. Yeah, DJ's he is. That's dude. one of my favorites. D, this was awesome. Thanks for opening up. We really appreciate you. Obviously, you're welcome back anytime. Take care, man. Hey, I love D really opening up. And hey, I yeah. don't know every article out there on the planet. So if I say, oh, it's the first time I'm hearing it, and someone's like, well, I wrote a, about it in my blog in, you know, 2015. Yeah, well, we might have I'm sorry. I apologize. We, 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 we don't read but... every every blog, do we? Yes. I will say this, though. I did not know that D Gordon was close to leaving baseball before he yes. became big. And going to play a little college hoops. That's pretty wild, oh, to to that picture was, uh, where he would be. He probably wouldn't be as rich for one thing. Well, you never know. Maybe That's it would have been the next coming of uh, AI. You know what I mean? We don't know. But uh, the, the reality is that he was probably some spark plug type, you know, point guard that could that could run and could probably have had hops. Maybe still does have hops. <laughs> but yes. the bottom line is that. That, that was interesting. And I, what I got out of that, Scotty B, was more about his anxiousness at the time of, I know I can play ball, but you're not going to give me a chance. I know I can play the other ball. You know what I mean? So all <laughs> I know is that I can, I can ball. One of the one of these balls need to give me a chance because I think I've done everything I needed to do in AAA. So if it's going to be like that, I'm going to go over here. But, you know, uh, cooler heads prevailed, obviously, in that scenario. I would like to campaign for 
players that finish their career in one sport to gain, or I guess you already have it, right? College eligibility, especially if you right. played any college uh, sport Correct. in in another sport. So I'm assuming well, he, I, he I've barely it. ever heard of it. I know it's existed, but like, can you just be a mid thirties baseball player that was really good mm. at basketball and just rock a little D one college hoops? I have no idea, but I'm just throwing it out there. That, one, awesome story. that one would be hard. I think the, the rock college hoops at 30 something, I don't want to take away from the skills and, and, and the athleticism of baseball, but you know, to jump into the basketball <laughs> arena, in, in your early 30s and stuff like that, that would be tough. But I could see going the other way around. You know, yeah, well, one, a, a, a Danny Ainge kind of thing, you know, where, you know, you're, uh, he, well, he, his was just short-lived for a little while with, with Toronto and stuff. But those those are the guys we've already had, you know, Brian Jordan. Uh, we've had two sports, two, two sports stars legit, you know. Um, yeah, and we've had ones that haven't cracked it. Michael they Jordan. haven't cracked it. Um, Tim Tebow, most recently, one of the bigger names to say, Hey, I did the NFL. Let me try MLB in the Mets farm system. And it did not work out. I played against Dion, uh, at the major Mm -hmm. league level. And that was an experience, uh, that (laughs) I'll never forget. Uh, you know, he won a game single-handedly by just stealing first, second, third, and balking a run home at the bottom of the 12th (laughs) inning in Fulton County stadium. And right before my eyes, (laughs) it was that quick. Amazing. It well, was an amazing night. Oh, let me take you back in time. We just have yeah. a minute for this week in baseball. Going to go to that magical 1986 season for the New York Mets, December the 19th. Now, this happened during the year, during the World Series, Game 6. A Mets fan parachuted into Shea Stadium. Unannounced. Yes. That's not yes. That's not it. Now, that, it's a long time ago. Smart. Wilder times in New York City, yes. Right. But he's yes. sentenced that this day, not December 19, 1986, or this week, um, in 86, 100 years of community service, fined a whopping $500, probably would have said, maybe would have said worth it. I don't condone it, and it's not secure. And you could no, get you can't get that. But, by but a that was player, that but. was, <laughs> but, but that was typical New York then, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, and typical the '86 Mets, as uh, when you look back on that zany team. Um, yeah, I'm kind of not surprised. <laughs> My that. question is. Was he coming straight from Studio 42 <laughs> and they came up with this brilliant idea, you know, in the middle of the night and they're partying into the daytime and then they it just, just continued to swing on, by. Right, right, yeah. right. Possibly. Or he might have just been picking up parachute. He might have just been picking up Lenny Dykstra to go back to Studio 54. <laughs> That's right. That might have been the way to pick him up that back then. So I love it. Uh, very unique one there. And uh, we appreciate everyone for listening as always. And, and thanks one. again to D Gordon for sharing all of his insight, like like we mentioned that from the career to the Jose Fernandez story, the red carpet in our, in our book, man, he's red carpet at the lounge, buddy. And we'll buy some lettuce D we're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Premium grade. I I love me some good lettuce. No joke. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm a, I'm a massive butter lettuce fan. So I'm going to do a separate podcast one day with D to just go all out on lettuce for 30 butter lettuce. You know, I want to be uh, a serious XM, you know, salad radio or something. Like that, <laughs> salad but... radio. I love it. <laughs> Get ready for it. We'll see the lounge is closed, though. Okay. You got Take it, your man. lettuce elsewhere. We'll see you next week. Yeah. See you at the bar. The 
Legends Lounge Podcast is brought to you by Major League Alumni Marketing. Hit us with questions or comments at legendslounge at mlbpaa.com. Check out our memorabilia at mlamauthentics.com. Later, Legends. Baseball Legends Lounge is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.